Welcome to the Mom on Purpose podcast. I'm Laura Johnson, and I'm here to teach you how to get out of your funk, be in a better mood, play more with your kids, manage your home better, get your to-do list done, and live your life on purpose. With my proven method, this is possible for you, and I'll show you how. You're not alone anymore. We're in this together. Purpose podcast. Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics, which is playing more with our kids. Now I want to get clear that no matter the age of your kids right now, there is an element of play that can be included in your relationship. Uh, So whether you have littles that are potty training up to bigs that are in college Really, it doesn't matter. I want you to understand that there will always be an element of playing with our kids. And so this podcast, there will be a lot that you can take away from it, regardless of the age of your children um, that you're in right now. So I wanted to start with our game. You know, this podcast episode is for you, is if you've ever felt guilty because you can't play with your kids more. And you feel like you can't do that because you're drowning in housework, appointments, home managing, uh, working, all of the things. And you really get frustrated that those things are keeping you from being able to play with your kids. Um, Or if you have ever felt guilty that you should play more with them when you're trying to do things like self-care, uh, going on a date night with, with your partner, uh, if you're watching a show that you want to watch, or if you're sitting in the bath at night and the kids are still are wanting you to come snuggle with them, you know, whatever that is, if you've ever felt really guilty trying to take time for yourself and you have the thought, like, I should be spending this time with my kids. You'll also know that this podcast episode is for you. Because if you don't like playing with your kids, <laughs> or and if you feel kind of guilty that you just don't like it, okay, this is a safe place for that. And then my personal favorite is if you find yourself trying to play with your kids and you either zone out or you zonk out every time. (laughs) Uh, For me, it is definitely the zonk out. If I sit down and play dolls with uh, with my daughter, you will guarantee that I will be, I can guarantee you I'll be asleep within, you know, five minutes. (laughs) Okay. So all of these things, you, if you've ever felt these things, or if you resonate with these things, I want you to really think about this. And then I guess I'll add like one more on there that just came to my mind is if you feel really guilty about your kids being on electronics and that you should be playing with them more and that their electronics should be put away. I do find that one a lot in my clients as well. So it's not like I think about this as, as moms. It's so, we have so much amazing resources and research and statistics about the benefits of play. And we know that that play is critical for our children's development. It helps them uh, explore the world. They create um, amazing, uh, amazing imaginations through play. They're able to learn how to problem solve and increase their communication skills. Um, they're even able to conquer their fears through play. So we know these benefits because as a mom, 
we can see them, but we've also heard of these as we're reading the parenting books and listening to all of, uh, all of the, the podcasts and articles and everything out there. We know that play is really critical for our children's development. We also have, you know, on the opposite side, we also have, well, in my day, the parents didn't play with the kids and we just ran around the neighborhood playing outside all day long and we'd come back for dinner. Okay. So we have that side of things as well. And then there's this third part of it where we have a lot of safety concerns that our parents didn't have. Uh, we can't let our kids run around um, for a lot of us. You know, it's not a safe neighborhood or, you know, whatever. Um, uh, there is always that fear that your kids are going to be out or you're going to be doing something and that somebody's going to videotape them and you're going to go viral for some parenting fail that you have. Like how often do we see that in the news too? So it's kind of like this huge mix of, of these fears and our memories mixed with modern day research. And it kind of all like swirls together within us that creates what we call a cognitive dissonance. Now a cognitive dissonance means that you have competing or inconsistent thoughts or beliefs. And when these all kind of converge together into this like vortex within us, it starts to really exhaust us because we don't know what the right answer is and it gets really frustrating. And so oftentimes if we don't know what the right answer is, what our brain will automatically go to is you're failing. (laughs) So even if you're trying, there's going to be some aspect that you feel you are failing at that's where a lot of the mom guilt starts to come in, where you, you, you can't meet the needs and expectations of your brain with all of these inconsistent thoughts and, and belief patterns that you have. And so then you become really frustrated and discouraged as you're going through all of this and you're researching more and you're talking more to other moms and, and you're gathering all this data just to keep you further down and behind and frustrated and overwhelmed that you're not doing a good enough job. So that's what's happening inside of your brain and inside of your body when you are feeling mom guilt over this. So to start this and to before we really dive into how to play more with our kids, I want you to first get clear on what your heart is saying. Okay, you are the expert of your children. You know them better than any researcher. You know them better than any statistical article. You know them better than their own pediatrician because you are with them day in and day out. You know their behaviors. You know their needs. So to start with, I want you to first tap into what does your heart say about this? What is the advice that you would give to yourself knowing that you are the expert of your children? Okay. So I I want you just to almost like drop, I call it dropping into your body. It's like you close your eyes for a second. You take some deep breaths, almost like you're blowing it into your body. And I want you just to listen, just ask your heart, you know, what do my children need? What do I need when I'm working with my kids? Now, typically at this point, and what I've seen with my clients is two answers usually will arise. I mean, there's lots of answers that could, but we're going to, we're going to put them into two categories. One is I don't want to play with my kids. I don't enjoy playing with my kids. I need to connect with myself. 
So if that is the case, if that's really what comes up for you as you're listening to your heart, that's okay. Okay. So in this specific episode, we are going to be talking about playing with our kids, but if that's the answer that your heart gave you right now, that playing with your kids just seems like one more thing that you need to do and you need to fill yourself first. I want you to pause this episode. I want you to go back to episode number five, where it talks about falling in love with yourself. This is how you fuel your tank. This is how you first get to a place of feeling love for you so that you have love that can spill over to other areas of your life. There is nothing wrong with being there. There is nothing wrong if that's what your heart says you need right now. I want you to pause this episode and go back to episode number five. Now, the second category that will start to come up is that I want, it, it's almost like a, the underlying theme is I want to connect with my kids more. Now, typically we don't want to play with them. So I want to be really clear on this is, is that kind of play just isn't as enjoyable, but what our heart will usually say is that I want to connect with them. And, and when we start to think about that, you know, that connection, there's almost like this spark. It feels like really expansive in our bodies where we want to connect. That might be, you know, like that physical connection where you want to be close. You want to be snuggling with them. It might be talking to them where you feel like you're both like engaged in the conversation. For some people, it might be some kind of play where, where they get to, you know, tickle and wrestle their kids and, and everybody's laughing and being involved in that. Okay. So when we really start to think about that connection, that's the purpose of play is that we are connecting and loving on our children. And play is just a tool in order to do that. Okay. And so when we're thinking about why we want to play or feeling guilty that we're not playing. It's because we're forgetting that the purpose behind it is to create connection. Now connection happens in an instant and connection will always come from your thoughts and your feelings first. And it doesn't have to be two-sided. Okay. Let's get really clear on that is that it's always nice when our kids are talking back, not like talking back. (laughs) That's frustrating. (laughs) Let's get clear. But when our children are engaging and it's a two-way conversation, that's what I mean when I say talking back, when when they're engaging with us. And that's, you know, that's kind of fun, but that's not always going to happen. And especially as they start getting older into the teens, the tweens, you know, on up, that, that may not always be the case. So how do you still play with them? How do you still engage? And how do you still have that connection with them? And that will come from you creating that first in the thoughts and the feelings that you have. And the first way to do that is to really tap into what your brain is saying about them. I know that seems very simplistic, uh, but it's so easy for us to have so many expectations and um uh, expectations and, and, uh, like we call it in the coaching world, like a manual on how we think they should be behaving when they're engaging with us. We want them to look us in the eye. We want them to talk in a very specific tone. We want them to say these words. We don't want an eye roll. We want this. We want that. 
And so when we're in, when we're thinking about all of those things, what's happening in our brain is we are cutting off that, that connection that can happen with our children. And we're so stuck in our own brain that we're missing us bringing connection to the table. And so when we start to feel that mom guilt, that's really like the start of it is we're so occupied with how we think they should be behaving in these moments that we are the ones that are stopping the connection to begin with. So when we first get to that point, it's almost like we open up our brain to the the curiosity and the, the possibility of we don't know how this, this moment is going to go, but I know that connection can happen in an instant. And so what I typically do and what I, what I advise my clients to do is in those moments, I want you to first open your mind and open your heart to the things that you love about them. It may not even be things. It may just be like, this is my kid and I, I choose to love them right now. Yeah, I might not always love how they're behaving or they're, or they're communicating with me and that's okay. In this moment, I choose connection. I choose to maintain that love and that openness. Like really give yourself like space to be present and to be there and to listen. And when you get to that spot, when you're really focusing on feeling love and when you're really opening your mind to that connection possibility, then that's where play becomes very easy and very natural. Now, at this point, there are a couple different types of play that I wanted to get clear on. And it's going to resonate different for everybody because we're all different individuals. And that's why I wanted to give you some options of different types of play. So the first one is to invite your children along with whatever that you are doing. Now, there are lots of home tasks, home managing things that can be very burdensome. And we want our kids to have a good work ethic and we tell them that we need to do chores and they've got their chore charts or, you know, however you implement that. Or sometimes you just give up on fighting with them about it too. But when we're inviting them along, we're still able to do those things and we can play in the process. So a good example of this is, is when I was a kid, this, my dad was an expert at this. Um, he, he always, <laughs> he, well, I, I, as I'm thinking about it, I'm like, my mom did this too, where it was so, it was so fun. So my dad would give us the option on Saturday morning. He's, he would always say, well, you can clean on your own or you can come and be part of our aunt family. And as part of this aunt family, we got to go around and we got to clean our aunt colony and we got to go into, we can all work together and we'll move together into each room. And as we move together, we're going to be making sure that we're getting all these things done. Like he created this whole world around these ants that would move from room to room. It's so simple. But as a, as a child, like, yeah, I want to be part of the colony. <laughs> like, yes, I for sure. I don't want to be by myself doing this. That doesn't sound fun. So he would make it really playful and we would go around the house and that's how we would clean on Saturday morning. 
And during the week, you know, when my mom was by herself, we had all the kids and, and, you know, she was still working and all of those things. What I loved was it was something so simple. It was like, okay, now, as soon as you get totally done, you got to pass the white glove test, (laughs) you know, and she would pretend to have a white glove on and she would come and like swipe different areas of our room to see if it was still dirty. Okay. So it was so simple, but things, you know, 30 years later, 30 plus years later that I still remember. And it still makes me laugh and smile. Now that wasn't always the case in our house and and things were still difficult. And, and yes, there were times where, you know, my parents didn't sit and play on the ground with us a lot, but those, when I think about playing, that's what I think of in my home growing up. And that's what I still try and incorporate with my children now is that I am open, I'm inviting them along to do the things along with me that I need to get done. And one of the other things that um, they absolutely love doing um, that, <laughs> that they do now is they love when I'm the quote unquote, the butler of the house. <laughs> now there's things that I'm already going to be doing. I can't let them, they're not old enough at this point to be carrying hot water, you know, dumping noodles out into the sink. But they already know I'm going to be doing that. And they ask the butler to please do that. (laughs) Suddenly it becomes so much more fun to drain the macaroni and cheese or the spaghetti noodles for dinner that night. And so that's just an example that, you know, current day on how I still include that. Like my children, they already know the things I have to get done, but then the butler gets to do those things. And they'll just sit at the counter and just laugh and laugh and laugh as, as I'm being the quote unquote butler. So that's the first type is just invite the type of plays, just invite them along with you. The second is to follow their lead. Now I wanted to add this in because I think so much of us feel guilty about the lack of playtime that we have with our children. Okay. So when we, when we follow their lead, we're doing the things they want to do. And I wanted to point this out that this isn't ours. Okay. So as I was researching for this podcast, where, um, that I looked at the CDC's website and the CDC actually recommends five to 10 minutes of play of like special playtime with your child, five to 10 minutes. That's it. Okay. So first give yourself permission that you're probably already doing this, but you're not giving yourself any credit for it. Okay, so really just give yourself credit that you're already meeting the CDC's requirements for your children. You're already being an amazing mom. Okay. And and in some of these ways, and, and you'll probably find that it might not be in this way where you're following their lead for five minutes, but I guarantee you're doing one of these types of plays already that I'm going to suggest and not giving yourself credit for it. So first give yourself credit for it. Like you're doing a great job. So, you know, with the second one, following their leads. Now, when I think about following my children's leads, there's a couple things I always keep in mind is I'm not asking them questions like, Oh, don't you want to do this instead? And I'm never criticizing them on like, Oh, are you sure you want to put that dress on her? Like maybe try this dress. Okay. There's no place. And there is no agenda for this time. Like I let go of however they're going to behave. And I just become an observer of their mind during this playtime. The reason why I do that is because it keeps me awake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's just be clear. I think sometimes when you guys hear me on this podcast, you might, you might assume I'm like, you know, 
perfect in some of these ways or whatever. No, like I'm getting curious about the way they're behaving (laughs) because I'm trying to stay awake. Okay. I'm a very human, (laughs) very human mom that likes her naps. So as I'm going through it, I'm watching their mind. It's like I'm watching their world unfold by the way that they're behaving during this type of play. And lots of times I get some really amazing feedback on ways that I can improve as a mom. And so I have to always watch and manage my mind as I'm watching them use their quote unquote mom voice while we're playing house. And it sounds very harsh. (laughs) And so as I've watched my, as I've watched my daughter during, you know, playtime, like with house or with her brothers or, you know, whatever, I'm able to really get a lot of feedback on how I want to improve as a mom (laughs) based on the tone of her voice and the way that she's saying things. Uh, But during this time, I'm just watching them and I'm following their lead and and doing whatever they want to do. Now, again, this isn't always something I love to do, but I love connecting with my children. And so at this point, you know, with my youngest who loves Pokemon, I have no idea how to play Pokemon cards, but he makes up the rules and I go along with it. I don't have the agenda that we need to, you know, learn how to play fair. During his special time, he gets to make up the rules and we just go along with it. And there are other times where we teach him how to play fair and everybody takes turns and you follow the rules and it's okay if you lose. That's during other time, but during their special playtime, I'll go along with whatever he wants. There is no agenda there. And it's so fun watching him uh, really come alive as he's able to create this imaginative world with his Pokemon cards. And, and, and I get to participate in that and be part of that and create that connection with him during it. So that's the second one where you get to follow their lead. Um, the third one is to look for windows. Now I say this because sometimes we think we have to schedule time or we have to like, it's almost like it becomes an item on our to-do list. I never put playing with my kids on my to-do list. And maybe for some of you, that would be really effective. Uh, for me that it, it just, it becomes more of a task and doesn't become that creative connecting, like loving space. And so for me, I just don't put it on my to-do list. But what I do is I look for windows throughout the day on where my kids are naturally more engaged. I know the second my daughter gets home from school, she will not want to tell me about her day. That's just not her personality. Same with my son. It's like they are so tapped out on like a sensory level that they just want to like have their space with their books as soon as they get home. That's not what I'm asking and engaging uh, with them on how their day went. Instead, what I've noticed is if I invite my daughter along while I'm cooking, then suddenly she opens up about her day. If I tuck my son into bed, even though he's 11 years old, Suddenly at night, he just comes alive and he just wants to chat and he'll chat my ear off and tell me all about his day, whereas he's dead silent the whole rest of the day. And so as I'm looking for these natural windows and the rhythms of our family, suddenly this connection, this playtime happens very easily. And then it's not some kind of forced thing. I'm tapping into the windows that already exist, that they're already there. And so this playtime becomes very natural and very easy. Now, the the last one, the fourth one is I want you to, the fourth wave of 
playing, you know, the different types of playing is to explore the different types of play. Remember the different that play, like the purpose behind play is, is to create that connection and that love with our children. And so at different phases, play is going to look very different. Uh, when my kids were, were very young, it was building the same block tower over and over and then knocking it over. <laughs> we don't do that kind of play. <laughs> no, I am pregnant. So I'm, that type of play may be coming back pretty soon. Uh, but what I've loved watching is, is as my clients that vary from all ages and their kids are all ages from, you know, college and married adult life all the way down to toddlerhood. It's so cool to see all the different types of plays. Now, for some of them, cuddling and tickling and having that physical connection is a type of play. I had one client that went skydiving with her older kids. I have another one that goes on walks with with um, one of her kids. Um, you know, another one, they like to ride bikes together and they just go around the neighborhood. For me, one of the ways that we're really playing right now, which I never would have thought, was sitting and watching a ton of cat videos and texting each other funny memes. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a type of play. And again, like we, what we're doing, like the purpose is connection. When you feel that connection, really give yourself that permission that yes, this is me playing with, with our kids, with my kids. Um, other things that we've done are like night games in the house. We, we play a game with our kids and we invited a couple other families, um, when they were over, where we taught them how to play what we called murder in the dark, where you're crawling around in the dark, uh, and they loved it that, oh my gosh, they're still asking about it. Um, another thing that we've done in the past as a type of play is we took all the socks in the house and we rolled them up into balls and we had snowball fights with it. So there are all different kinds and types of plays. There's me sitting down trying to learn a video game with my kids. Now I stand in the wall and I just hit the wall over and over, but they think it's funny (laughs) and we're creating that connection in the middle of it. So really open your mind to all the different kinds of play that are available. Find something that resonates with you. Find something that resonates with your kids and give yourself that, that permission to be very fluid in the different types of play that you do. And that, that, that's going to change over time and that you may find and discover new ways that you never thought could be playful. But as you're tapping into that connection and to that love, that's where you're going to have the most fun. That's where you're going to feel the most love. And that's where your children will also be engaged the most. And you will be able to feel and experience that on a very different level. That's where the mom guilt will really start to dissipate because you will let go of all of those expectations that you have on yourself for what quote unquote play should look like. Now you just let all of that go and really understand that the purpose of play and, and being able to keep mom guilt at bay is when you are connecting with your children. So have so much fun playing with your kids this week. 
I would love to hear how it goes. Uh, you can always go and leave a, a rating or a review uh, on wherever you're listening to this. Uh, I know for sure Apple will allow um, you to write something out. If you can, I want to hear the different types of play um, that you are doing this week and how that is creating more connection with your kids in your house. Have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. Please share, review, and subscribe to this podcast so that together we can live life on purpose.